Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. I am so excited to be with you all today. I am so thrilled to be with you all today. And and I'm excited for what God has for us this morning. Um, Before I start, I want us all to stand to our feet. Stand to our feet. For those that are at home, stand to your feet. I want you to take this time. I want you to embrace somebody. Give each other a hug. Say, what's up? Say, how are you? Say, I haven't seen you since last week or I haven't seen you since a couple of days. Give them a high five. Say, what's up? What's up? What's up? Come on, use this time. Let's embrace each other. Let's embrace each other. For those that are watching online, embrace your family. Tell them how much you love them, how much you appreciate them. Two, three, four, five. Yes, Lord, we worship you, Lord. For those that are Still excited to be here. Come on, let's get excited. Stand to your feet and let's embrace some people. Let's embrace some brothers and sisters. Let's let's embrace each other. Hi, Mama. <laughs> hey, family. Hey, family. Come on, man. We all need this. We all need to be reminded. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Everybody's giving high fives. I like it. We're giving high fives to each other. I like it. I love the embrace. All right, so today, man, today I have a message that I want to bring forth to you guys all today and and it's been a long time and I just want to give it up to the ladies last month they did an awesome job bringing forth a message every Sunday they they brought down the house and then we were able to have Tammy Trout with us the last Sunday and she did a fantastic job uh, the way she brought the presence of God was incredible <laughs> So I'm just excited. I'm excited because God keeps flowing, and I'm just excited to see um, um, my mom in the house today. She is well. She's doing well. She's moving around, and God is awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see Pastor Jose continuing to be there in the front row, staring at me and <laughs> making sure I'm doing the job. Um, but uh, I just want to pray, so let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just pray right now, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, because you continue to be good to us. We say thank you, Lord, because you continue to love us. You continue to show your love and your grace on our lives, Lord, Father. We just say thank you, Father, for what's about to happen this morning. We had worship through song. We had worship through offering, Father. We're just going to worship you, Father, through our word. Uh, We worship you, and we just say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. So um, somebody's phone is going off. So today I'm going to read from the book of Genesis 16. Genesis 16, I'm going to get right into it. 
Um, I want to make sure you guys get this word in Genesis 16. This is a crazy verse, uh, but it's been ministering to me. Um, and here we go. It says, so Abraham had sexual relations with Hagar. Wow. That's a good way of starting it, right? That's how you wake him up. <laughs> so Abram had sexual relations with Hagar, and she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarah, Sarai, with contempt. Then Sarai said to Abram, this is all your fault. I put my servant in your arms but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. Verse 6 says, Abram replied, look, she is your servant, so deal with it. Her as you please, deal with her as you please. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. Verse 7 says, the angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? So Hagar responded, I am running away from my mistress, Sarai. That's I'm running from my mistress, Sarai. Uh, she replied, the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. God. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. Hmm. Verse 11. And the angel also said, you are now pregnant with, uh, you are now pregnant and, and will give birth to a son and, 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 you are the, and you are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. Verse 12. This son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his fist against everyone, and everyone will be against him. And, and, and yes, he will live in open hostility against all his, uh, his, his relatives. Verse 13. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord. Who has spoken to her she said you are the god who sees me she also said have i truly seen the one who sees me let's stop right there today's message is entitled can you put the title up there the god who sees you my job today is not to talk about the major characters in the Bible, but to talk about the minor character, which is Hagar. You see, she was not recognized as a woman of virtue and of honor. She is not a woman who wrote a book in the Bible. She is not a woman of authority or influence or, or power. She was a slave. She was serving the house of Sarah and Abraham in the state of invisibility of not having any significance now think about this her name might not have even been existent if it wasn't for the situation of sarah you might not even ever heard of hagar's name if it wasn't for sarah that's how small her character was or she was to abraham and sarah 
see, she had to bear a child for Sarah based on the decision Sarah made for her. She didn't have the option to choose what she wanted or how she wanted things to be done. She just had to deal with it. And the Bible says, Hagar began to change after she conceived. We read this in the verse. She, she began to change after, after she conceived. And Sarah noticed that this respect was a sign that she, she has gotten outside of her place. Hagar began overstepping her boundaries. She said, yes, I have the baby that you want. And she started to overstep. Just, just, just hang with me for a little while. And Sarah complained to Abraham. And Abraham said, do whatever you want with this girl. This is your problem. Now I want to pinpoint something about Abraham. Abraham was also prophesied that he would be the father of a generation. And now he has a son through another woman. And he's saying, do as you please with the mom and the child. A man who is considered godly is also having a downfall. We all have moments of downfall. We all have moments of frustration and moments where we're just like, you know, do what you need to do. Now Hagar is on the run and she wants to run as far as she can and, 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 and run as far as she can from her mistress, from the authority and, and, and the abuser. And she didn't have a place to go because what? Because she was homeless. She was a slave. She just didn't know where to go or where to run. The Bible said that the angel of the Lord found her. I don't care where you have been or how many churches you have visited or how many countries you have gone. You can't go anywhere where God cannot find you. God will always, always find you. He found you in your lowest days. He found you in your fears. He found you despite the lack of knowledge. He found you in the midst of chaos. He found you even though you thought you could never be found. God found you. Amen. Isn't it incredible that God could send an angel for someone like you? The reason why you're here is because you've encountered God some way and somehow. Maybe through a person, maybe through a relative, or maybe you just, you just had a God experience with him. I know why he found Jeremiah. Jeremiah was to be the weeping prophet. I know why he found Isaiah and Daniel and found so many other people from the Bible. But why did he Kept, kept, keep chasing after a slave. Why was there importance in this individual? This must mean that this woman was important to him. I don't know where you are right now in your life. I don't know where you have fallen right now, but I want you to know that you are important to him. That you are important to him, that he loves you. He can see you. He can see your distress. He can see your frustration. He can see your anger. He loves you. And you don't have to do anything to receive that love. He loves you unconditionally. He loves you when you think that you've fallen apart and you've hit rock bottom. He loves you. Understand that he loves you this morning. Amen. I want you to tell somebody he loves me. He loves me. <laughs> you may not love me, but he loves me. <laughs> uh, Lois, don't, don't laugh too loud. That's your wife. You see, he found her because she was crying, carrying, sorry. He found her because she was carrying destiny. Some of us are carrying destiny inside of us. Yes. 
Some of us are carrying hope inside of us. Some of us are carrying a legacy inside of us. Some of us are, are carrying purpose inside of us. But because of what world says we are, we just listen to what world has to give us. Instead of listening to what our Heavenly Father has to give us. There's destiny in you this morning. There's destiny in you before you even came through those doors. There's been destiny placed in you. You are here because you've seen that there was destiny in you. And someone said, hey, you're walking too far. I need you to come back. God loves you. God, God wants you closer to him. Don't fall too far. You see, she might be invisible to everyone else, but she was still a part of God's purpose. You are still a part of God's purpose. Yes, yes. I want you to know this morning that we need to stop running. You cannot find a solution to a problem you're running away from. You cannot, cannot find a solution to a problem that you're running away from. You can never succeed by running away from what you're running from. You have to confront it. When I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, I had a choice to fall apart and run away or confront the obstacles. When I had the diagnosis of my son with type 1 diabetes, I could run away and fall apart or confront it. There's a lot of us who just fall apart and we just want to run away. Stop running away. Stop running away. Stop feeling like you're by yourself. You're not by yourself. You're not alone. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert, Genesis 16, 7. It's probably not up there because I didn't give it to them because I was still studying. And the angel said to Hagar, Hagar, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? I want to ask you that this morning. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? What are you seeking? What do you want? What are you doing here? I ask myself that all the time. What am I doing here? See, God knows what he's doing. You just have to be faithful in the little and allow him to continue to increase you and continue to open those doors that he needs to open. Know what you're currently know and knowing what is your... Sorry, sorry, my tongue. Know what you currently know and, and knowing what you have experienced. How did you get to this desert of yours? Some of us are in a desert right now and we're contemplating different things and, 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 and we're walking through through a wilderness and, 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 and we probably have, have the gear all nice and, and we probably look nice and we probably look like we're believers because there's a lot of people who are good at looking like believers. But they're still in the desert. They're still lost. They're still they're wandering in the desert. They're, they're, they're in the wilderness. They're just lost. And they're, 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 they're trying to figure out what is the next step. And God is saying, I see you. What are you doing? How did we get to this place of giving up? I think we do this all the time. We just give up. As soon as things don't go our way, we just give up totally. We give up. We fall apart. Our prayer life starts to go all over the place. If you haven't been praying with us, we've hit the 100 mark already. Yes. That, that should be a little bit louder. The 100 mark of morning prayer at 633. 
We wake up every morning and pray to encourage one another so that, so, so, so that we don't walk in this journey all confused or, or, or walking this journey feeling like there's no one behind it. There's a group of people who wake up around like 40 to 50 people who wake up every morning just willing to get some word into themselves so that they can continue to, to walk in, in, in their day. So how did we get to this place of giving up? You know your provision is not in the desert. Your provision is not in the desert, but we continue to run. Your provision is not in the desert, but we continue to seek it there. What are you doing there? There, what, what have you reduced yourself to? Why have you fallen apart? In verse 8, Hagar responded and said, she was running away from her mistress, Sarah. And she said, Hagar, and he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I am running away from my mistress, Sarai. She answered, Genesis 16, 9. And then the angel said, I want you to go back. I want you to go back. What are you running from? Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. I want you want to talk to those who have spent all their lives running away from things that feel uncomfortable. As soon as the job got hard, you decided to quit. As soon as the situation got to the point that you felt uncomfortable, you just gave up. As soon as the business got difficult you, you gave in as soon as your marriage ran into a conflict you just decided to give up go back go back don't run to the desert go back some of us need to be reminded that we need to run back to our situation god works in the midst of your situation when we say storm that's a situation when we say storm, that's a situation. You can deal with it as long as you have God. Many of us are running without the presence of God in our life. We're managing God on our way, on our only way that we can manage him. Oh, we got this God. I'm okay. Let me tell you something. Sometimes you have to run to, towards God and then run back to your conflict. First point I want to make to you is we have to stop running. Stop running. Stop running. We have gone far enough. There is nothing in that desert for you. If you keep on running, you will never be anybody. If you keep on running, you will never discover your purpose. If you keep on running, you would never get your answer. If you keep on running, you will never find out who you are in God. So stop running. I don't know who I'm speaking to. I think I'm speaking to myself because I find myself in situations where I feel like I am running. I am running away from, from different obstacles that I'm facing. I don't want to deal with it. And then, then, then God says, I need you to go back because your answer is there. Your answer isn't in the desert. Your answer is there. You will never find out what you have running inside you if you keep running from it. You will never find out what 
is running inside you if you keep running from it. You will, you will always have a low self-esteem and you will never become what God prepared you to be. Stop running from it. There is no provision for you in the run. The provision is in the fight. Man, when I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, I had a choice to believe it or to keep fighting, to keep pressing on. We cannot allow this world to dictate the finale of our life. We cannot, dictate, we cannot allow the world to dictate how the end is going to happen for us. Our Heavenly Father knows that not the world and guess what we do we allow the world to do that most of the time we allow it oh i don't have money to do this we allow the world i i, I uh my marriage is falling apart it, it should be just the end for us we allow the world when i got married the first two years it was chaotic so i had to fight for what i wanted i had to fight i had to put some time and, and get words of, of encouragement from other people who were doing it right and i started to see how god was working in my marriage it's the same thing for college students. I know your exams are getting difficult. I know you're studying. You're like, oh, man, I don't know if I could do this. I can't even sleep right now. I'm trying to sleep, and I'm trying to study. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Allow God to intervene in your life first, and he'll open the doors that need to be opened. Don't allow this world to dictate who you are. God has already set a destiny for you. Stop running away. Now let's run towards. Let's continue to fight the good fight. Stop running away. Hagar was running away from her situation. But her solution was already in her problem. She just had to run back. That's why the angel said, go back. The angel did not say, hey, keep going, keep running, keep, get, keep getting further. No, he said, go back. It's hard to go back when things don't go your way. But that's our job is to submit See, Jesus came to this world to serve, not to be served. That's how he received. That's how we continue to receive our blessings today. You see, but instead of being afraid, she got happy in the desert, man. Get happy in the desert. You don't have money? Get happy. Your kids are acting up? Get happy. Say, God, you're going to give me the grace that I need to deal with these knuckleheads. As soon as something doesn't flow the way we want it to flow, we run to a book, a self-help book, and we just focus on that book instead of running to our Heavenly Father who has all the answers we're seeking. Second, the desert is not your final destination. The desert is not your final destination. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. But when I was reading this verse, I, I, we always talk about Abraham and Sarah. But I want to focus more on Hagar because that's someone we never speak about. We just see her as the person who messed the whole family up. We see her as the, as the misfit. Oh, man, she screwed it up big time. It wasn't her fault. She didn't have a say. But even though it wasn't her fault, God still looked for her. God still looks for you. It doesn't matter how big your situation may be for you. For him, it's so tiny. It's so small. You see, the desert is not your final destination. Let's talk about being happy in the desert. You don't have to wait till you get the house that you want to be happy. Be happy in the desert. Hey, if you got a one-bedroom apartment 
and you got some ham and cheese in your refrigerator. Be happy that you got that ham and cheese in the refrigerator. Don't allow other people's situation to dictate your happiness. Sometimes we look on social media and we're happy for other people and they're just falsely advertising their life. Their life is not even together. They just have a couple filters to make them look good. Be happy in the desert. Be happy. Don't stay there, but be happy. You don't have to wait till all your bills are paid. You can be happy in the desert. The love of our Father is found in all parts of our life. We have many stories here in the house today. Many stories of people who have thought that they've hit rock bottom and they just don't know why they are here. Maybe they're here because of the woman-to-woman group that we have here. Maybe they're here because of the, the bare-knuckle conversations that we have. Maybe we're here, um, they're here because of the two are better. You know, we have different ministries here at Scarlet Note. And maybe you're here because of that. I just thank God because of those ministries that you are here. Because they were there seeking out those people who were lost and they brought them in. You are not lost. You have a family here who are, who's going to back you up no matter what. The best form of praise or of praising God is when you are in the desert. I find that most of my hardship, I get frustrated, you know, I get mad. When my son got diagnosed, I got mad. I remember myself outside of the hospital and I was screaming in my car. I was in the hospital being the man to my wife and, and being the father to my son. Like, everything's going to be okay. But when I got into my car, I screamed and I got mad with God. And I said, God, why did you do this to me? Why, why did you do this to us? This is not supposed to happen. And the Spirit spoke to me. He said, look up. I said this story many times. He said, look up. Look at the other windows that are going through maybe more difficult issues. Look at that. You're going to be okay. And then I had to say, God, forgive me, Father. Because I've, I've lost it and I, I had regained my faith. And, and <laughs> I say that because, you know, sometimes we hit moments where we do we, we get we get kind of scared of what's going on of where where God is taking us and God is saying hold on tight hold on tight I'm taking you somewhere just see where I'm taking you sometimes it's uncomfortable I'm taking you somewhere sometimes you're running away hey I am taking you somewhere Hagar was in the midst of some crazy people who couldn't have kids on their own for some time because they were trying to force God's calling or God's direction in their life so Sarah said, hey, have a baby with my, my, my servant. And Abraham said, okay. But then he found out that that brought a whole bunch of other mess. You see, God's timing is specifically ordained for a specific time. We cannot rush God's timing. And sometimes we run to the desert because we want God's timing to happen when we want it. So she ran. The angel of God said, run back. I want you today to run back. Run back to that situation that probably pushed you far, 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 far away from his presence. Far, far, far away from his presence. I dare you to praise him in the middle of your problems. I dare you to praise him in the middle of your unanswered prayers. When you are scared and waiting for your testimony to come, praise him. Praise him, praise him, praise him. When I was in that car again, I got mad. I, I remember myself, I was screaming. You know, there's a difference. When I was a kid, I cried like a baby. 
But when I became a man and when I became a father, I cried like a father. When you cry like a father, there's a lot of pain. And I released it. I was there. I know everybody was probably watching me because that was the same time as COVID and there was only allowed to have one parent at a time. And I know people were looking at me because I was like this. <sighs> and I had all these tears running down my face. And when the Holy Spirit talked to me and expressed that to me, said, hey, look at everyone else dealing with different issues. Guess what I had to do? I was in my desert, but I had to go back into the hospital and say, Babe, everything is going to be okay. Son, everything is going to be okay. It's going to be okay, son. It's, it's, you're going to have to deal with this prior for the rest of your life. But I'm believing in a God who gives miracles. I'm believing in a God who gives answers. Look, I have my own situation. My wife has her own situation. Now my son has his situation. I need him to understand that he has someone backing him up. Yes. What Abraham didn't do, I had to do that for my son. Abraham left a son. Abraham left his son Ishmael. He left him. He didn't want to stand up to the responsibility. So I had to do that for my son and say, son, I'm not going to do what Abraham did to Ishmael. I'm going to make sure we get through this, that everything goes well, that you uh, understand that there's no weapon formed against you shall, that, that shall prosper. There's nothing that can come your way. I want you to understand this morning that there's a lot of moments in our lives that we're going to face and that we're going to be in the desert, but God sees you. There's something special about the desert time in your life. I've had many days where I found myself in the desert or times in my life where I, I could fall apart, but I chose to continue to praise God. The, the, the devil wants you to cry in the desert, but Hagar got happy in the desert. The devil wants you to cry. The devil wants you to fall apart, but Hagar got happy in the desert. You see, sometimes we just need to be reminded how good our Heavenly Father is to us. We need to be reminded how, how, how amazing his grace is to us. How amazing his mercy is to us. God wants you to know he sees you. See, I know you don't have any money, but I see you. <laughs> I know you have, have made a lot of mistakes, but I see you. Do, you. do you know what it means to get God's attention? And the angel prophesied about the birth of Ishmael and that she would be, that he would be a great nation. How can something so great come out of something so weak? How can something so great come, that, come, come out of something so weak? You know why? Because people sometimes think that you're weak, but you're not. You're great. You're powerful. God has already ordained a time for you. So you just have to wait. You just have to wait. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't know if you guys saw my Facebook post I put in or my, some of my friends put up. You know, I was uh, selected as pair of the year. Listen, that wasn't supposed to be. Because when I was young, they already dictated my life. They already said I wasn't going to amount to anything. They already said, hey, this education, it's not his. He probably needs to do something else. And guess what? I learned different things. But I kept pushing. 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 I work with kids all day that I love and that I, I cherish and I learn from. And then they said, Jose, you got nominated. I said, oh, cool. I got nominated. Third year. That's great. I got nominated again. Then they said, Jose, you won. I'm like, what? Are you serious? I won? So now I get to represent a whole school program to, to, to the district office, and that's exciting. You know why? Because things like that is not supposed to happen for people like me. 
Instead of running away and being okay for what the world says I'm supposed to be, I kept running back too. I kept running towards. Some of us are running so far. Some of us are running so far. We're getting distracted because we're, we're in this moment of chaos and we can't allow the chaos to distract us. How can a great nation come out of a disappointment? I'm going to tell you. The Greek word for God is Elroy. Elroy. You got that, David? Elroy. The God who sees me. That's what she said. She said, Elroy, you see me? You see me? I'm supposed to be the worst of the worst, but you see me. There is no provision for you in the run. Your provision is in the obstacles that you face. Turn around and go back home. Some of us need to just go back home. I made provision for you in the house of Sarah. That is why the enemy tries to run you out. Have you ever noticed that as soon as the problems or the difficulties come your way, you just get pushed out for some reason? You just don't want to deal with it? That's the enemy working, saying that you can't prevail in this stage in life. You got to go back sometimes and say, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to learn from, my, from, from all of this uh, uh, experiences and learn from it. I don't know, man, but I feel like God is speaking to someone this morning. And I want you to know that you are not alone in this journey, that God is right by your side. He, he is recognized as Elroy, the God who sees me, the God who sees you. Don't allow people to dictate your finale in your life. Allow God to see you. There is no provision for you in the run. Your provision is in the obstacles that you face. Turn around and go back home. I made provision for you in the house. This is what they said. I made provision for you in the house of Sarah. That is why the enemy tried to run you out. Because your provision is right there in the fight. And it's not only a matter of time before you conceive it. God puts your blessing in the hands of people who have lost appreciation for you. That's what God does. God doesn't do that. God, God doesn't always uh, 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 surround you around people who are always hyping you up. Have you ever noticed that? That it's easier when you're around people who are hyping you up. Oh, you got this, bro. You're going to get through it, bro. It's, it's going to be good, bro. It's, it's awesome. I need people to be around me that's going to be like, dude, this is horrible. I don't see it. <laughs> that's why I like when American Idol came out and Simon Cowell started really telling people how they really sang. Because we need some people like that. But yo, you got to get together. <laughs> You're running far, 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 far away. You got to go back. Go back to the beginning. Continue working there. Continue working there. Don't be distracted by everything that's coming your way. Just continue working there. Even though the atmosphere is not beneficial, God said, I put your blessing there. I didn't put your blessing in the desert. I put your blessing there where there's chaos, where there's destruction. I put it there. I don't know how many people see that in their lives. Sometimes you see the destruction and you fall apart. I need you to understand that God has put the answer that you're looking for in the midst of that destruction. That place of discomfort is your growing place. Let me tell you, man, every time I put a new pair of pants on, it's, just, it's, it's, it's not comfortable. <laughs> It's not comfortable. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. Because I was a size mm, waist. And now I'm a size mm, waist. And it's not comfortable. I can't go back to a 32. I'm trying. But I can't go back. 
Stop trying to, to think that, that God is trying to, to, to push you in areas that are, that, 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 that are not right for you. There's moments I wear those pants and, and, and I'm like, hmm, they don't feel like how they used to. But God, you're going to make a way. <laughs> you're going to make a way. Maybe he's not this or maybe he's not. I don't know. He'll make a way. The God Elroy who sees you wants you to go back to the to 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 where you were before. But she was happy. This was Hagar. But 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 she was happy because God seen her. Sometimes we just have to be excited for that encounter with God. For that moment, we have to be excited for that encounter with God. It might not, we might not get all the answers that we're looking for. Sometimes we want God to give us all the answers. Sometimes we want God to just make everything just vanish. But there are still things that we have to do to make sure that we can continue to fulfill the works of our Heavenly Father. And the Bible said, she conceived and brought forth a son and the slave woman got to live in the master's house. Now, this is a good point. I, I, I had to read this and I was like, man, this, this is dope. Hagar got to raise her son off of Sarah's money. We always read the scripture about Abraham and Sarah, but we don't see the blessing that Hagar received. She was living in a mansion. She was living it up. She was getting milk. She was for the baby. She was getting the, 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 the nutrition that she had to do, uh, that she had to get to raise the baby. She had a nice warm home. She had all of the benefits that she needed to make sure that that baby was okay. Why? Because she ran back, dealt with the issue, and saw the blessing in the midst of the issue. Stop running away. Stop running away. There's probably things happening in your life, and you feel like you're being pushed out. Stay there. Stay firm. Allow God to intervene in your life. Allow God to show you how much he cares for you. Allow God to show you how much he wants to continue to show you the blessing in the midst of all that. So yeah, she raised a child with Sarah's money. And the lady had to like swallow it. She's like, mm, she's back. <laughs> if you can just humble ourselves, God will put your provision in the hands of the enemy. If you can just humble yourself. If Hagar hadn't got back, she would have struggled to raise Ishmael in the desert. She raised him in a warm bed with milk and, and she, she was able to do it with dignity. You see, sometimes the devil just wants to see you to, to, to struggle and, 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 and to go through obstacles in your life. But God is trying to tell you, hey, sometimes you just need to go back and deal with the issues. There's a difference when you deal with the issues on your own means, but then there's a, a difference when you deal with issues with the presence of God in your life. Philippians 1 6 says. Oh, there you go. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. 
I'm going to read that again. And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. God hasn't forgotten about you or your labor of love for he sees you. God wipes away those tears. Your tears for he sees you and that is all that matters that God is there. He sees you and he has a plan for your life. You might feel dirty right now. You might feel worthless right now but I want you to know that he sees you. He is there. He has not forgotten about you. You're not alone in this journey. You're going to win. You're going to win. You're going to win. You just have to continue to walk. You just have to put yourself in the midst of chaos sometimes and deal with it and say God I am here. Use me in the way that you want to use me Lord. Hagar's blessing was, 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 was received in the midst of chaos. You see, when Jesus gave his life on that cross, what happened? Chaos. Chaos. Storms started happening. People were just going crazy because all this craziness was happening in the environment. But then what came through it? Grace, love, mercy, provision, healing. All of that happened in the midst of the chaos. Stop running away from it. He sees you. He sees you and he loves you. He sees you and he has a plan for your life. You might feel dirty and worthless, but he says he is not mad at you. He's never been mad at you. You just need to lift your hands in the midst of the desert and give him some praise. Stop feeling like you have to get your life together to give him some praise. There's nothing that you can do. There's nothing that you can do. That is better than giving God praise in the middle of chaos. When I was in that car, I cried. I I was weeping and I, I was yelling. But then I bowed my head and I said, Lord, I will serve you, Lord. And I will continue to worship you, Lord. And I thank you for all of the blessings that you have given to me now and the blessings that you continue to give me throughout my life, Lord. With the tears flowing through my face, I don't know if you understand that. Parents... When a child is hurting, it hurts. When a child is hurting, it hurts. And it's crazy because last night we were at the table at my dad's house and he was showing us his new ponytail. And um, (laughs) we were sitting there and and we were just spitting stories. We were spitting stories about their life. You see, they also had a son dealing with a condition. They also had to surrender themselves to the hands of God and say, God, I trust you. Now they're hearing me and I'm struggling right now. And I have issues with my little boy. And I have issues with myself still. And they continue to pour out, pour out words of encouragement, pour out words of, of, of love and, and hope in that precious name of Jesus that we serve. Just because you're in a desert, that doesn't mean you have to stay in the desert. Don't allow yourself to stay there. Worship there. Praise him there. It, 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 uh, 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 show uh, uh, your, your, um, your gratitude there. Say, Lord, I just, I just thank you for what's about to happen. I can't see it, but I thank you. Sure. I can't see it. I can't see it, but you see me. You see where I am. You see how hard I've hit rock bottom. You see me, Lord. And guess what? You're going to have a lot of times in your life where you're going to hit rock bottom. The difference is is that we believe in a father who allows that rock bottom to never stay there. 
Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.